Hey, hey, this is Megan, and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and an online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your salesy notebook out and let's get started today. Hey, 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 welcome back to Salesy and welcome to the new season. Um, It's been a little bit since I've worn the mic, so I might be a little rusty. However, we are going to dive into the season sales psychology, buyer types, what buyer types are, customer journeys, and things that I have learned through this process. So if you haven't gone ahead and already got your notebook out, why don't you go ahead and do so because this is this is juicy. This is I have come off of two years of research around sales psychology. So to set you up with the best success for this podcast and for, you know, as you continue on in your business journey, let's kind of talk about what sales psychology is it and what it is and how it's viewed inside the online space. And when it comes specifically to sales psychology, what I'm running into a lot of is that this idea that sales psychology is going to be this end all be all when it comes to building your business, growing and those types of things. And if we were to think of a visual of an iceberg, we have, you know, 80% of an iceberg is underwater. So yes, they did not see how big that iceberg was when they crashed it into the Titanic. 80% of sales psychology exists under what you're actually doing. And so the focus in the top part of the iceberg is going to be you showing up in whatever capacity you are. Maybe you're starting a podcast. Maybe you're doing some long form blogging. There's lots of things that you can be doing. The other side of that is underneath this iceberg, we have the opportunity to really start diving deep into the thoughts and habits and beliefs of our ideal clients, your own thoughts, habits, and beliefs, and what that's going to look like. And so this marrying of the action you're taking and the results that you're seeking. And then on the other side, this idea that there are really drivers and decision-making that a lot of people are missing out on is where people get so enticed in sales psychology. And what I want to leave most of you with, if you just listen to this part of the episode, is that sales psychology is evolving. Behavioral economics is huge. It is huge. And what we're learning is that as people kind of grow and change more, we are learning that this idea that what we traditionally thought was, you know, people were very fixed in their ways, they were very fixed in their patterns. It's not actually the case anymore. And because it's not actually the case anymore, this research field is growing in a capacity that it probably hasn't seen in the last 50 years. So tying into that, we have social media and social media really plays into sales psychology and psychology as a whole, because social media not only expands our sphere of influence and what we are able to kind of start consuming and experience and even people maybe we never would have met before based on geographic location, or there's no, there's no real reason why you should have met them before. 
And so with social media, sales psychology is also expanding because this idea that there is a heavy influence in what social media is doing and in the buying habits of the consumer is where they're starting to research it more. And so if you run a business online or you are starting to run a business online, really diving deep into like what are the habits and the beliefs of my ideal client and those types of things, and then digging deeper into how did these habits form and are utilized inside social media is going to be so key. What I want to say, though, when it comes to sales psychology specifically, is that sales psychology is not a replacement for business advice. It's not a replacement for marketing. It's not a replacement for planning. And a lot of times when it comes in the sales realm, there is this heavy focus on avoidance, because of lack of confidence, lack of skill, maybe you have the skill and maybe there's some imposter syndrome creeping up. Maybe you're starting to feel that imposter syndrome and because you're starting to feel that imposter syndrome, you're not performing the way you do. A lot of people use sales psychology as kind of like the scapegoat to solve all your problems. And your business has multiple facets and sales is going to be your biggest driver for revenue. And so keeping in mind that like revenue is key to the growth of the business, you still have to have business organization. You still have to have systems in place. You still have to continue to grow in those areas. And then in addition to that, you can bring in the sales psychology. You can bring in these deeper sales strategies. Now, With me talking about sales psychology and currently at the time of while I'm recording this, we are in the buyer's psych launch. So if you're listening to it, you know, with its drop date, you can click the show notes below and grab buyer's psych. But what I have noticed is that when I start talking about sales psychology, we have a lot of things that come up when it comes specifically to sales psychology. And what we want to think about when we're thinking about psychology is that psychology is the study of human behavior inside the mind. And when they started studying psychology, they realized that the structures and the functions inside of our brains were actually influencing our thinking and our decision making. And so psychology is still relatively new in the soft or hard sciences, wherever you kind of place psychology. I kind of place it on a hard science because it is. Um, Hard science is more of like your biology, your chemistry, but psychology can be considered that. And so with these functions and these processes in our brains, psychologists were starting to understand human behavior. And so we have, you know, we start learning about classical conditioning, about Ivan Pavlov and his dogs and understanding that when, if you guys don't know the story, when Ivan Pavlov studied his dogs, he would ring a bell. And with that bell, his dog's mouse would salivate and then he would feed them. Ring bell, feed them. Ring bell, feed them. And that created what we know now as classical conditioning. And then you have B.F. Skinner kind of come into the space and he starts talking about Auburn conditioning and positive and negative rewards. And so it's this continued study of basically why are we the way that we are and how can we utilize this information to either A, improve lives, B, learn more about mental health and what is going on beyond you know, now we have functional MRIs. So we can see what's happening inside the brain. We can see the lack of chemistry or, you know, the there sometimes when you have ADHD, there are literal holes in your frontal lobe. So we can start seeing that. And the third piece is, is with the rise of psychology was the rise of consumerism. Now, wherever you sit in that space, understand that 
pro-consumerism here. We are pro-capitalism. And if you are not, it is your kindest, like, invitation to exit. If that is not something you believe in, that's okay. And so with the rise of sales psychology, we also had the rise of economic theory. And economic theory really talks about supply and demand and buying and those types of things. And so they started crossing over. We were starting to understand that decision-making came first as humans. We made decisions as humans first, and then we started making decisions as really starting, you know, this like process of buying because the market was expanding, the market was growing. And with the rise of capitalism and consumerism, that's where we started to see it. And so sales psychology is getting more attention because there's the other side of that, which is behavioral economics. And behavioral economics is like the love child between psychology and economics, because the economics focuses very much on markets and cycles like that. And sales psychology and psychology is focusing on it. So when I'm talking about sales psychology, what I'm not talking about is this idea that basically you can just throw something out there and call it psychology. I'm not talking about mind control because humans will always have free will. That's like the core need of us. And what I'm also not talking about is energetics. There is a time and a place for energetics and quantum, like quantum physics and all of those things. But considering what most people don't realize is that sales psychology is studied and it's used. Now, when we get into the online space and when we start thinking more about, okay, we have marketing and we have sales and marketing and sales run parallel inside of a business and they work hand in hand. And so what a lot of people aren't considering in this running parallel and working hand in hand is that your marketing process is designed to bring in leads. And so when we're thinking about sales psychology, we're also tying into buyer psychology, the marketing process and the consumer behavior, which is so important if you think about it, because like if you could have a manual on how and why people are buying, you would buy that manual. You would be like, hey, I'm going to buy that manual. I'm going to understand my ideal client deeper so that then I can be able to really tie into their personal beliefs and what they're thinking. And so on the other side of this is that we have a marketing process that is either organic. So you are showing up on TikTok, Instagram, or those types of things. And that marketing process is triggered and fueled also by the things that you know about your consumer. So marketing breeds the lean-in and you start understanding that sales is less about you know, I think when we think about sales being taught, it's like, say this, do that, get these results, follow the script, follow this formula. Um, and the consumer's kind of tired of that. The people I talk to in the DMs on Instagram, they're tired of all of these things that are being shoved down their throat as systems. So sales psychology kind of comes in and it takes that lead from the marketing process, whether it's organic or paid. And from there, it allows people to understand that like, hey, there is this other side of it that you can have this deep understanding of how the brain works. And because you understand how the brain works on the other side of that, you can also utilize this in your sales process to understand what you should say in your own authentic voice, what things get people to move based on their buyer type. So you don't have to sell the transformation over and over and over. And so sales psychology opens up this door of being able to sell in a way that is really, you know, 
I mean, authentic's a buzzword, but it's really true to who you are and what you do. On the other side of sales psychology, you know, I had a psych professor tell me once he was like, you know, there are two types of people who go into psychology, people who want to help people and people who want to figure out what they're doing. There is that other piece of sales psychology that you can also figure out what you're doing in your sales process and save yourself time, which then in turn saves you money or makes you more money because you're not figuring out that allows you to start being able to piece things together, why you're buying specific things and why you're doing specific things. And maybe why something that seems like a good idea in your head is not actually the idea that you want. And so Tying into like consumer behavior and what consumer behavior looks like, we want to really think about this as an opportunity to kind of bring in analyzation of like, what are they doing and how can we get them to move kind of sooner? How can we get them to go in the directions that we want? How can we get them to, you know, take the action that doesn't require more action? And so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to start talking about things that are going to be crucial for you in the sales process. We're going to be talking about decision making and what that looks like inside of the brain. We're going to be talking about buying processes and how do buying processes stack up to be able to help someone kind of move through this effortless process. We're going to talk about genders and mindsets and other things that tie into it. We're also... We're going to talk about the four buying personalities and why, even though the online space tells you to sell the transformation over and over and over, why you don't always have to sell the transformation and why some people don't even buy from a transformation. Like some people don't even care about the transformation specifically. And that's just doing you a disservice by selling this transformation over and over. So This one was short and sweet and simple for y'all because this is kind of the intro. If you want to learn more sales psychology, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. It's always tagged down below in the show notes. And if you also have any questions as well, you can just send me a quick DM. Have a great day. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen. Rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper, but to bring more people in to learn more about sales. If you ever want to check out the behind the scenes, go down to the show notes. My Instagram is always linked and I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Salesy.